Hey everyone, good morning. Welcome to the Daily Drop-In Morning Show where the Teach Better team is live every single stinking morning, Monday through Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern. We have a brand new guest with us today. You guys know I've been talking about how excited I am that Dr. Neil Gupta is with us. We also are going to talk about our theme this week, which is remembering Teach Better Conference 2019, which was about two years ago at this point, um, and kind of celebrating opportunities that we have to come together and learn and really be in community. We also are going to be celebrating Veterans Day and all the incredible holidays going on today, as well as a good news article that is very special to teachers this morning. So we'll be right back. Please go fill up your coffee and uh, let's get into some discussion. Welcome to our morning show. Thank you, those of you who are here live with us as we stream on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And even if you're listening after the fact, we're thrilled that you're here choosing to be a part of our community. Neil, it is so good to see you, friend. How are you? It, it has been a long time, so I am glad to finally get a chance to talk to you and we get to kind of catch up and kind of share the wonderful things that are happening. I'm, I'm excited. Yeah, you should know that I'm really treating this as if we're not on camera. And if we're like catching up at a coffee shop, I feel like I owe you like a oh, yeah. you know, morning cheers of, you know, good morning, good to see you. And yeah, this is going to be a blast. I was thrilled when uh, we got you signed up for this week because it's always good to talk shop with you, friend. Yeah, I, you know, it's it's interesting because obviously teach better all over my Facebook feed, Instagram feed, Twitter feed, and things like that. And I, I get that FOMO of like, I get to see you from the other side, but not not be able to engage and talk. It's all through the type in sometimes. So yeah, this is great. Well, it's great to be able to catch up. And I know that our community must know all about you. You're a part of our speakers network. You're very active in the Teach Better family, as well as in so many other educational communities, which I love following your journey. I hope that we get through, um, get to talk about some of the things that you do in education, because you are just constantly sharing and amplifying voices of others, which is something I so value about you. But in case somebody isn't connected, maybe this is their first year in education. Maybe they haven't tuned into the Teach Better community before. I'd love to have you share a little bit about yourself. Sure. So I, I think I'm in my 23rd or 24th year in education. Um, was, I started as a high school math teacher and then uh, uh, assistant principal for a year. And then I've been a, a district central office district administrator in three different districts, um, gosh, for probably about 16, 17 years. And uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun journey. I, I love being able to kind of step in that, that role of what's going to happen today sort of thing. You know, there's the calendar of what you plan for. And then there's obviously the, the phone call or the email that happens kind of uh, that might change directions. Um, but, you know, when you think about the idea of just maximizing the, the ability to kind of create an impact and, and uh, build impact is, is amazing. It's tremendous. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm in a, a suburb of Columbus, Ohio. It's Worthington Schools. It's about 11,000 students. Um, and so I serve as the director of secondary education. I oversee the middle schools and high schools here. I, you know, you've always been connected to so many good things in education. But one thing that I so value is that you are a middle school guy at heart. And I know that you work with all different types of educators. Oh my gosh, the the coaching you offer, the support you offer, the groups you, you affiliate yourself with. But, you know, there's something a little wacky about like middle school, secondary teachers and crazy math teachers. I don't know what you're thinking. So, so I got a great story. So, you know, just, it, it's just awesome. Like first day of school, um, this year we brought our sixth graders into our middle schools for the first time this year. So usually we, we've had seventh and eighth grade middle school in the past, and now we've got sixth graders little cuties running around, you know, lockers. Think about that. In a COVID year, they didn't get, and we were going through construction, so they didn't get a chance to tour the building. They didn't get a chance to kind of go through things. And, you know, just the normal awkwardness of starting in a new school, regardless of the grade level. Sure. So I'm trying to be helpful. I, I you know, I'm, I, I, you know, going, going to one of our middle schools and um, this cutie little girl is like, I can't get into to my locker. And I said, hey, don't worry about it. The bell's about to ring. Why don't you go to first period class? Give me, or I said, let me look at your schedule to find out where you are. 
Uh, I, don't, I, I remember I took a screenshot of it. I took a screenshot of her schedule. I said, you go to class. I'll go to the main office, figure out what's going on with your locker, and I'll come back to you and get it all straightened out. Sure. And and so I go down to the main office, and they go, yeah, there was some kind of misprint on her locker combination. She actually belongs in, on a di- in a different locker number, and her combination will work. No big deal. So they printed out for me. Or no, they didn't. I took a screenshot. So I took a screenshot. So then I go back back to her, and I said, hey, you're not in – I don't know. Twenty five oh three is not your locker number. It's twenty five. Right. It's twenty five thirty. You know, two numbers got transposed. I said, "Get out your your um, schedule, and we'll just go ahead and, and write it in there for you." And she like dead face looked at me, and she went from this cute sweetness to like, "I don't have my schedule. You have it." And so I'm I'm kind of in that like, "No, you you forgot. I just took a screenshot of it. It's in your it's in your your book bag. Why don't you look through it?" I'm you know trying to. And she's she is dead faced. Why should I look through my my book bag? Because you took it, you know. And I said, well, just do me a favor and open it up. And so she opens it up, and the whole time she's like, look, you know, she should be looking down as she, but she is dead faced, still looking at me. And um, I said, well, maybe try the side zipper. She's going, I'll look at the side zipper, but you took it, like, and it was like so much like, this is awesome. I love this, and we got it all resolved and, and that sort of thing. But it, oh, it was so fun. It was just kind of reminded me of like like just this this middle school kid and situation and sort of thing and you've got to be a special person to just kind of through any of the antics and things like that um love on them and and care for them and and uh and they're just they're awesome at the end of the day they're awesome well isn't that the best part i mean you just touched on so many different things you should dive into but strictly the sass the sarcasm and the stink that comes from a middle schooler is undeniable maybe not the first day it's usually like you get a few months in and then like the middle school stench begins to to come in but you guys know my background's in um, middle level math as well and like holy cow there's just nothing like talking shop with an 11 year old there is literally love it nothing nothing better than than kind of like going back and forth with with a sassy middle schooler there's nothing oh, yeah. better. oh uh, we took a picture at the end and like i didn't post it on social media so don't look for it uh, but took a picture at the end and i was just like just so i could go home and tell my wife like this little cutie and i love that you said sass because that's the word it's the sass that, that is i'm like you little cutie stinker so yes. yeah oh my gosh that's so fun and the locker debacle can we just have a moment of silence for the moment that students need to learn how to open their lockers because people don't understand. I mean, I was a sixth grade teacher for a long time, similar to your story. You know, this is their first time in a new building, first time getting lockers. And of course I was fortunate enough to work in a building where like lockers are everywhere. So you stand in the hallway and it's just like the, the sound of the lockers right in the morning and learning that combination for the first time, finding your locker, trying not to lock things in your locker that shouldn't be locked in there because you have to go back in your locker. Like this brings me so much joy to reminisce about that moment. And it is like, it is like two weeks of chaos and all of a sudden everyone suddenly knows how to get in their locker and it's no fun anymore. Yeah, I know. I agree. Oh my goodness. So you guys transitioned your sixth graders into the middle schools this year. That I know transition must've been underway for quite some time, but what a year to implement that. That that kind of allowed everybody to kind of get a reset at the beginning of the year. Yeah, it, it was, it was, um, luckily we knew about four or five years ago. And so, um, our district from a, you know, I appreciate our superintendent at what point, one point brought in all of the district administrators and had us in our departments kind of write down what would be the timeline of what needs to get done. And I love it. Cause you know, the curriculum departments over on this side, the facility departments on this side, the communication team, the technology team, and then he had us bring all of our timelines together onto one timeline. And we realized that like, like we had to work together, like things that I wanted to do would have con- conflicted with, you know, communications or something, or we wanted to survey, everyone wanted to survey. And we were like, well, gosh, we could end up surveying our parents or our staff members a thousand times if we don't do it in a coherent, streamlined manner sort of thing. And it was a great visual of our departments can't just work hard separately. They have to come together. Um, and it was tremendous. And and the neat thing was, was um, because we were allotted this much time for it, you know, um, this, the assistant superintendent and I, and she's in charge of cur- uh, curriculum academics, um, we, we kind of ventured into this idea of like, what is our middle school philosophy? And um, really got to saturate talking to lots and lots of students, lots of parents, lots of staff members on what do we believe that when a student leaves eighth grade, 
that we want there to be. And, and it was, it was neat. And, and so it's this poster that's behind me right here that kind of came up with it. And, and like I, people won't probably appreciate because it's typed up and it, it's got this graphically appealing sort of thing, but the fingerprints that are all over it and the stories that kind of came to like this idea of uh, we want there to be resilient learners, for example. And it was, it was awesome because the kids go, we don't want to use that word grid. We, for us, we felt like it was overused, but it was that same type of thing, but we want resilient learners. We want there to be this global thinker. We want kids that are thinking globally. Um, and then I feel still look, we want solution seekers. They kept saying, we want problem solvers, but problem solvers is too often used. So we want these solution seekers type thing. Yeah. And so we were, we were getting ready at the 11th hour to just to keep these three. And we were like, we're good. Let's go. And then a group of high school kids looked at this list, resilient learners, solution seekers, global thinkers, and said, you know, you could be these three things and you could be a jerk. And they're like, you need to add like kind, empathetic friend. And we were like, oh my goodness, you're right. Like three, th those three things are kind of like you could do internally or in isolation, but what about building this community sort of thing? And, mm -hmm. and, um, and then one of the middle school students said, now don't just put these on posters, beautiful posters and put them on the wall and never talk about them. Like now, how do you like build it into your classroom and not just, not just in that special period that whatever you call it, but how do you like build it into the fabric of when you're teaching math and when you're teaching science and when you're teaching anything else walking in into the hallway or into the cafeteria. And so that's been kind of our challenge to go through together is trying to make it alive and real every day. So it's, it's been really cool. Well, and that concept of infusing it within every element of the school ecosystem is so essential. And I love the concept of like, put it somewhere and then let's make sure that it's infused in all these things versus just done in isolation. It's mentioned in, you know, morning announcements or something, but truly becoming a culture that kind of like survives around these four pillars. So powerful. Yeah, I knew I know anytime you open a building, there's so many different layers of that conversation. But your focus on getting the departments to collaborate is something that we can do at a classroom level, at a at a team level, at a department level, at a at a building level, at a district level. It's something that takes time, is so, 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 so challenging. But gosh, isn't it essential when when you get those people together in a room to collaborate? We work with very smart people. Let's get them collaborating more often. I love it. That's great. So cool. We did have a comment here of somebody. Um, we have a lot of people that are just joking about our discussion so far. This one says, um, so by somebody in our private Facebook group over at teachbettergroup.com, says, oh, I'm totally haunted by my locker in middle school. I do have to say, I have a little shout out, Neil, if you don't mind entertaining me for a moment. My locker in middle school, I went to Field Middle School in Northbrook, Illinois. And the, that we had like those full lockers, they were bright yellow, and I filled mine with paper. Like I was a professional, unorganized middle school student. Anything humanly possible just got dumped in the locker. And then I was the student that went home and I was like, I don't know where it is. How would I know where that piece of paper or that book is, right? <laughs> to a T, my mother would go to school. And this was back in the day, parent-teacher conferences, the student didn't go. So my mom would go without me. And then she would tear apart my locker and like clean it out. And that woman, I owe her so much that I'd go to school the next day and I'd be like, wow, there's stuff in here. I found all my things. Like the books are all organized. So it's funny now as an adult working with, you know, students. And obviously my mother is still pursuing so many phenomenal things in her life. She just did a presentation yesterday for essentially a, a certificate program similar to a master's. So shout out to her. She is That's still awesome. high achieving, doing phenomenal things and saving my butt very often. That's awesome. So yeah, her job is not over. It continues. It sounds like then. Yeah. Always continuing. She's oh. just so amazing, but oh my gosh, my organizational skills were minuscule. And I, I, I love the moment, you know, have when a student opens up their, their binder or whatever those they use right now, those trapper keepers. And it's just like every paper humanly possible is like shoved in and oh, yeah. folded and so funny. So, so the, in other words, like you were the sassy girl back in middle school. Like, so I'm gonna, gonna now name whenever I tell that story of that student, I'm going to say that that was like a little Ray right there that was running around. You know, I will be happy to be part of that story. I will <laughs> tell you though, sassy was not my game. I was what? just constantly terrified and unorganized and feeling behind like I wouldn't have been the girl 
that gave you the face being like, no, Neil, I know that I'm right. I would have been the one being like, well, it's gone forever. The schedule will never be found. <laughs> oh my goodness. What were you like in middle school? What was your, I was, I, I was like you were organized, I, very organized, but quiet and shy. So I, I, my locker haunting, I love that haunting um, was I had to base when I visited my locker based on my locker person beside me, because I couldn't open my locker, I think for like two full years. So it was like, if like, okay, yeah, he's going to go to his locker third period. So I'll go to locker third period. Gosh, he's not going to be there fifth period. I really hope he would, but I'll just wait till he gets there sixth period. Like I had kind of had, and then, you know, it'd be like one of those, can you open my locker for me? I think both, I, there was this, I, I remember, cause you kind of kept, kept them for, at least for me for seven years, because it was always alphabetical. So yeah. I leaned on the people beside me, even back in the day. You know what, Neil? There are so many things in life that at one point in time, we would label it differently than another point in time. To me, that means you were always good at networking. You were always good at making good friends and you were always good at utilizing your resources. That's, that's true. I, I won't, I won't uh, disagree with that. I think that, that always happened early on. Mm, so fun. You know, friends, we have been live for 15 minutes. We are going to transition here. It is Thursday, November 11th. It is Veterans Day. There is so much to be able to celebrate. Before we get into all that, we're going to head into our brainstorm bank. Not only take an intentional moment to see if you need anything, so do a quick moment of reflection. Can we help in any way with your day or any student that you are continuously supporting? And of course, we're going to get into our theme this week. So we'll be right back. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to our Daily Drop in the Morning show. Thank you to those of you who are popping in live and the ones that are popping in after the fact. We're thrilled to have you a part of our community. Hopefully, you've gotten some good laughter in. Um, this is our intentional moment during our brainstorm bank to pause and just ask if you need anything. We are constantly trying to brainstorm and be here for you. And that just is, you know, if you need a little bit of a pick-me-up in the morning with some good laughter, but also if you have some students that you're problem solving through or a situation in your classroom that you're trying to get some advice on, we can't promise that we have the answer, but we sure would love to be here to help you a part of the process. Additionally, we have a theme this week that we'll get into, but Neil, before I forget, I need to put this banner up on the screen and I'm going to read it to all of you in case you're not actively watching. I need you to all, this is the last day. We are announcing the winner tomorrow. This is the last day to head to teachbetter.com slash daily drop-in. It will take you to our daily drop-in morning show page. You need to scroll all the way to the bottom, and we are giving away a free ticket to our Teach Better conference happening wow. October 14th and 15th of 2022. So please go mm -hmm. apply. I have no idea how we're picking the, the person who wins, but I'm excited to have Brad Hughes announce the winner tomorrow. So please go head over to teachbetter.com slash daily drop-in. It's very easy to remember. You are an active member of the Teach Better family. So teachbetter.com is probably a normal spot for you. And then it's just slash our show name, daily drop-in. So please go head over there right this moment so you don't forget, but also don't leave our show. Just use another device. It'll be fine. Um, there's so many things with conferences and everything else, but our theme this week is Teach Better Conference 2019. And just to talk about the elephant in the room, you didn't come to Teach Better 2019, but we were like talking a lot at that time via Voxer, if you remember. Yes, I, I can actually tell you. So um, kind of why, tell, I'll tell everybody why I wasn't there. Um, so I, I, I had just got appointed to the board of ASCD and ASCD had a conference the same time. Mm -hmm. And no joke, I was like, no, 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 like it, it can't be the same weekend. Like, where do I go? And I, I felt compelled to go to the ASCD one um, because of because of it, it being uh, being on the board. But my I remember my my Twitter feed and Facebook feed was just blowing up, and I was having like that FOMO of like I'm happy where I am, but how can I sound like how do I how do I want to be at two places at once? If there was ever a time to be at two places at once, it was that one because. If if people weren't there, they everybody I felt like was at Teach Better, and the learning was mm -hmm. awesome, and pictures were cool, and I you just felt this energy that was happening right there. Even me not being there, like it was one of those where. So yes, I wasn't there, but I definitely felt like that I lost and missed something for sure. Mm, you're so sweet to say that, honestly, Neil. I I'm sad that you weren't at Teach Better 2019. 
we are going to beg and beg and beg to see how we can get you a Teach Better 2022. But I will say one thing that I was really excited about to talk this week on, and I really don't want to embarrass you, but we used to talk all the time on Voxer. And to be honest, I've stepped away from Voxer for a lot of different reasons. So we haven't just, we just haven't caught up in a while. But something that I don't think people really know, and I would love to call us out, is you were a huge part of planning Teach Better 19. And you didn't get any credit for it. I know you're not looking for credit, but there are so many things that we collaborated on that I got your opinion on. I mean, at the time, I mean, obviously we have a Teach Better committee now that's planning this incredible event. But at the time, it was kind of like Jeff Gargas running the show and everyone else just adding in their thoughts. And you were so essential to our brainstorming. And I just really want to say thank you. I mean, it's two years too late, but thank you for all of the help that you did for 2019. You were such a good collaborative partner. That That is too kind. Um, I, I'm not really quite sure what, what you know, because I felt like maybe at times I was armchair quarterbacking of, hey, I think you might want to do this, this, and this. But, I, you know, just I really love going to conferences. I love being at conferences. I get made fun of, of going to conferences, but it definitely energizes me. My my wife will sometimes say, I don't really understand what you do there, but we are as for the sake of our, our our marriage and the sake of you being like in this house, like I need you to go because whatever you do for that weekend that you're gone or you know, a couple of days that you're gone, when you come back, you're like this totally like rejuvenated person and to be around, you know, sort of thing. So there's this magic that I think happens when people are away, able to kind of get away and, and go to conferences. And it's so I, I think I've been doing it for the past 20 years, going to conferences, finding ways that I could uh, figure out how I'm going to travel, money, the regist registration, all those types of things, because they're they're just phenomenal. So, oh, yeah. And I, I know I love the feeling of going to a conference and feeling rejuvenated. I've really appreciated the stories people have shared about them getting that feeling at Teach Better 2019. But I also get that feeling when I go to a lot of different education conferences. And so that ability to reset is so wonderful. Andrea's in the comments joking that she was with you having total FOMO because she was not there. She had baby Luke. And, and yeah. Andrea, I need you to put in the comments when, but it was literally either right before the conference or right after it. I think it was right before. Like she had baby Luke like October 1st and the conference was like November 8th. Like there was no way she was coming, but I, I apologize. I'm sure I have baby Luke's birthday wrong, Andrea. So please post in the comments when he was born, but she was like very, very early mama going on right there. And that was her first baby. So she wasn't able to be with us in Ohio, but so it's, fun. It's funny. I have never met Andrea face to face, but, and, and like, this sounds weird, but because of all the beautiful pictures she posts of her son, I yeah. feel like if, if, Luke was like running, walking by me. I'd be like, I know who that is. Like, yes. he, like this distinctive, like, because Andrea loves him so much and posts the pictures. I feel like I know him and he might get freaked out that I'm like, Hey, I know you. Oh my gosh. I feel the same way. I mean, I, um, I mean, baby Luke, who we will always call baby Luke, even when he's 22 years old, we're still going to call him baby Luke. Now she has her second Lily and um, she was posting in the comments that Luke was six year old, six weeks old, and she was still considering coming to the conference. I just remember texting her being like, you're not allowed to stay home. It was your first baby. Lily, I know, was born in July of this year. But uh, Andrea, we're just saying, could you maybe hold off a year so you can come to Teach Better 2022 with uh, she has said that she's going to bring the kids. And I would love to be able to have the kids at the conference. Would that be so much awesome. fun? Uh, so, Neil, when we were talking shop about the conference with 2019 and then also, like, spoiler alert, we've picked your brain about 2022 because you are such a connected educator. I know that's something that you really value. You love connecting with people. You, you are very, very active in ASDD who puts on phenomenal conferences. They have a ton of events going on over the next few months and over a course over the next few years as well. What do you feel like is... Like, do you have a list of essentials at a conference? Like you're full of ideas and that's what you did when, when it was this conference um, specifically, you'd like drop these phenomenal nuggets and you're like, maybe you should consider this. But I mean, I don't know. And that was, that was, that was the theme. It was, okay, guys, Neil messaged us some phenomenal idea. We got to figure out how to pull off. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think as, I'll say as an attendee, um, and I think on this theme of of being connected, and and I think it's just because, you know, I I've never wanted to be like the person that walks in, 
it, it, it's it's not just about the sessions. It's not just about the learning. Like people will sometimes kind of, you know, feel like, well, well, who like, well, they'll say, what's the topic? Or, you know, let me go through the brochure and see what's the topic. And it was so funny at one of the ASCD conferences, I was taking, a, you know, we were at a faraway hotel. So they have these shuttle buses going across and there were some young looking teachers on this bus. And I was just like, man, like you guys are young. Like, and that was probably not the thing to say. Well, they were college students. And so I was like, oh my gosh, you're college students, like pre-service teachers that were going to this conference. Well, it was because they were like looking through this brochure and they looked confused. And I said, what, you know, how can I help you? And they said, well, we just don't know what to go to based on all these topics. I said, and I said, well, let me help you out. I look at the topic, but I also look at the who. I look at who's presenting. And, um, you know, just by knowing people after a while, you, you just know, you know, um, you know what that is. And, and just like Andrea, I'd, I've never met Andrea, but I feel connected to Andrea through social media. And so right away, early on, you know, I was that person that would go through the brochure and maybe, you know, five people, maybe you don't know five people. Um, but I would start following them on Twitter right away. And I'm starting to get to know them and, and their writing and trying to like, okay, stalker, maybe the word is stalker. Um, no. So, but I would get to know them. And because I wanted to be where, when I came to the conference, like, um, there was one conference where it was a very small conference, you know, sort of thing. And we, a group of us that are on social media saw each other. And we started like hugging each other. And the conference director was, was kind of like, you guys must know each other and have known each other for years to like laugh with each other and joke with each other. And you were asking about their kids. You were asking about the accomplishments. And I said, we've, we've never met. There were like 20 of us. We've never met each other. And like, just this person was flabbergasted on, but how you, you've grown so intimate with them and you've never met them face to face. And so translate that into a conference is like I, the essential for me is, you know, first of all, commit to go to, to teach better 22 and then start building that base. Like, you know, I, it's okay. Like, like we always talk about lurk lurking is learning, like get on Twitter and you might say, Oh, well, I'm not on Twitter. I'm not active on Twitter. Well, get on Twitter just to follow them and get a flavor you know, and you start to kind of go, okay, so I get to know these people so that when I go there, there's this connected piece that goes, goes along with it. And, you know, some of it is, is then you, you come back from the conference and for some, the conference could be over or you're able to still kind of stay connected with them and, and follow up with them and, and say, Hey, I remember you talked about such and such either in the session or outside the session. And, and that's what you guys did a great job with at 2019. Um, first of all, you got crazy people that are getting up early before the conference and running. And, um, I would be, I, I will start like the donut group or something like that. That'll be I'm me. All, I'm all about the donut group. Yes. Let's yes. wake up really, really early guys and eat frosted covered donuts. That'd be me. Um, and we're staying out late at night and not going back to your room. And yes, we've got all, we've got papers to grade and we got emails to do, but you know what? Give yourself that permission to like, just connect with people, sit in the lobby or go for a walk or do whatever. And it doesn't have to be about shop. It could be about other things. But the, the, the important thing is, is you may walk away going, I remember so-and-so talked about starting this new middle school. This guy, Neil, started this middle school. I'm going to ask him about that thing that he did with the learner's profile. How did he execute that? Like, those are the things that happen, and it's good to kind of tuck those things away. So to me, that's where that, that power and energy comes from when you, when you go to a conference. So start following people on social media. Make it your pursuit. Make it your pursuit that, you know, also – don't just say I'm coming in right when it starts and I'm leaving right when it's over. Like build in that time. Don't, don't give, don't give into that. Like I've got all this work to do and I got to go back to my room and I've got to go back to work. Build in that time for connectedness. Like make sure you're kind of putting yourself out there. You don't have to be the one that's like jumping up on the table and major extrovert. It's not about extrovert, that kind of stuff. It's about like just one-on-one -on -one could be fine. Like just saying, I let's go have lunch together. Let's go have dinner. Like let's just go spend some time a little bit, but be thoughtful about that. Well, we've discussed that a ton. I know you and I, and then even discussed that the Teach Better Conference is not a go-to session conference and then maybe go to the networking events. Like if they could all be one thing labeled the same thing, we would. If we were just like, hey, the conference starts at 8 a.m. and it ends at 11.30 p.m. because the expectation is that you are in sessions collaborating, you'll take a break and then you're going to head to a restaurant and you're going to be having dinner with the people that you sat in sessions with. and that really is built intentionally. And I love that your mindset continues to be, to be more than just a 
a sitting in a classroom learner, but to truly be an active learner, your mindset on connecting with people on social media. I love your suggestion about, it doesn't mean you have to commit to being active on Twitter. That's not what we're actually advocating, but make a Twitter just simply to get a flavor of those presenters. I think you're so spot on there because we really are essentially building our own digital profiles on these social media platforms. And the topics are great, but you can learn about a topic through 35 different mediums. The reason you should go to a session is because you wanna learn on that topic by that specific presenter who speaks in some way that interests you and activates something within you to continue your pursuit of that topic. And I think that is such a wonderful suggestion, not only for Teach Better 2022, but for any event that you're looking into. Yeah, it is. Um, it's, it, it, I've, I've been able to, I think, I think in, in all of the roles that I've had in, in my day job sort of thing, that, that quote that, that is, you don't have to be the smartest person in the room, but you'd have to know who is sort of thing. Yeah. Like there was one time early on in, in, in this district in my first year that uh, we went for a grant and I was able to put a grant together within 24 hours on um, a makerspace. And people like people were like amazed at my writing of like, gosh, he must have spent all this time writing within 24 hours. I didn't, I didn't write it. I put it out on Twitter and said, has anybody written a, a makerspace, you know, uh, grant application? Send me your people were giving me their grant applications. They already had vetted. This is the stuff that I would buy, you know, and I just cobbled it all together based on whatever. But it was this, and I didn't lie about that. I told everybody outside, you know, and, and you know what what I did. But it's this idea about we're connected, and and why try to reinvent the wheel by ourselves when we have this great professional learning network where we can do that with each other. And you know, that comes from going to conferences, and that comes from just being connecting with each other. Yeah, that connected at kind of like lifestyle that you choose to live. You're so spot on there. You know, Neil, we haven't really talked about it too much, but just so everybody in our community knows, like we are opening up proposals, like for people to submit proposals to be a speaker at Teach Better 2022. That's not until March 1st, friends. It doesn't even open like months and months and months. But I know our team is working diligently to make sure that we're kind of pushing out tips and tricks on how to apply, right? Like between now and March, we have so many months to be doing things to get ready to submit your proposal. But one of the things that I know we, we're a huge advocate for is like, choose to be a connected educator, choose to whatever platform, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, TikTok, we don't care. Choose to have a profile where you are connecting with educators. And, you know, it's really interesting because I know you've been a really big advocate for that, but it's not about the number of followers you have. Like that, that kind of, that I was thinking about that the other day as somebody was reflecting with me on social media that they're like, well, I only have 300 followers on Instagram. And so is that going to hurt my chances of being a presenter? Like, it's not about the number. It's about what how you're using that profile to, to not only share ideas, but connect with others. I mean, obviously, you know, there are people that have, you know, large numbers of followers, but that's not actually what makes you a good presenter. Would you mind speaking to that a little bit? Yeah, I, I definitely think that there's no correlation between the two at all. Um, you know, I think that there are some phenomenal speakers that are out there. And, and when I say speakers, it's because they're, they're passionate about what they're talking about. They, they, they've gone delved deep into certain areas. Um, I think they've walked away with some practical tips that they're in strategies that they can share in the classroom. Um, and, and then, you know, they have that. I think that it, it it's the passion that'll come through and, and it, it'll be about, you know, uh, how they're able to do that. Not, not the number of, of followers. Um, I mean, I get that. I get that there could be that, that perception. I, I understand that, but I'm, and I'm so glad you're addressing that right now overtly to kind of squash that to say, okay, maybe that's somewhere else. People want to know how many conferences you've presented at before we decide if we're going to take you or not. But I think a good conference uh, like the teach better philosophy and, and, and what your team is preparing to do is, is to say like, we're trying to put together this where we're trying to put um, the, the topics that are going to be relevant and, and they're going to help support educators or, or across the country um, and, and them coming together. I think that that's going to be the thing that drives it. So if this is your first time presenting, that doesn't mean that you should feel nervous and even feel like you, you can't do that. Um, you know, I, part of, part of this is, is that process of, writing the application, going through it. And I challenge everybody that if you're starting to feel like that 1%, go, 
go for it. I think that it's a good thing. And and if you don't get it, doesn't mean that like never try again sort of thing. It just I I love the phrase of it's just, it's not no never. It's just not now, you know. But yeah. still but still come to the conference, learn, engage, and and that sort of thing that goes along with it. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that, Neil. Yeah, spots are absolutely limited. But for those of you, I love that suggestion of if it's if it's a one percent, maybe I want to. You should. That's my mindset on not only this conference, but any conference. If you have any interest at all, whether it be for 30 seconds, six minutes, 20 minutes, 75 minutes, if you have any interest at all in sharing your voice for a period of time, you should. And if you need any help to do that, I would love to help. I know so many people on our team would love to help. Neil is phenomenal to collaborate with. Uh, We'd love to get you sharing your voice, which is actually going to be a part of our good news story, which we'll get into in just a second. You know, Neil, I know that we have some holidays to celebrate, some good news, all that good stuff, but I'd love if you could share, I don't know if it's one suggestion or or one piece of advice for educators that are reflecting on, you know, being a part of of an education community. You have dedicated so much of your career and will continue to dedicate so much of your time to really fostering communities around you. You're very active in the Teach Better family. ASDD obviously is a huge part of your life. I know AMLE is a huge part of your life. These are all subgroups of educators that are better together by allowing people to connect with each other. And we as the Teach Better family love connecting with different publishers, different conference you know, hosts, different educational consulting teams, because we all have so much to be able to share um, any thoughts on that mindset of, of choosing to be active in a community? Yeah, I, I think that it, it, even the way you phrased it was, you know, early on, I was a, I was a consumer of the community where, you know, I, I received, I remember my first year, somebody like, you know, the, the math department at my high school received one education educational leadership journal, the ASCD journal. Um, and, and, and they passed it around. It was like, you know, the, you know, the school had, I think one per department, I don't know how it worked out, but you know, then I just remember you passed it around and for a good while, I was happy with just being the consumer of reading it. Maybe, maybe that was okay at the beginning, but then this, this stirring starts to come in on again, reading the article and then going back, who wrote that? Like, who's this person that that did something like that, that wrote that man, man, I wish I could be part of that. And then you kind of go, man, I wish I could go to a conference or I wish I could go hear this and, and talk to this person, you know, or listen to this person, you know, just being in the audience. But I'll tell you that, like, when you put yourself at that place of consumer to active, you know, in whatever community it is, but I would say that you do need to kind of look at the the, the core values, the beliefs of that organization and say, do I identify with it? I, there is no one better that's the other. It, it's the thing that kind of stirs your heart and and. You know, um, I think that it's one of those where you can't you can't, you know, be attached to a thousand actively. Um, and so you've got to then I'd say pick one or and and then you just dive in and you say, like, how do I become part of this? So I things like the teach better. What I love about teach better is there's so many teams within that, you know, to say like, OK, well, maybe it doesn't it's not my driver um, to to help plan for a uh, the next conference. But I love writing. Well, guess what? There's a there's a there's the idea of, of writing blogs, you know, for Teach Better. And so there's this ability to kind of help participate in different ways. But primarily it's about like making sure you're in that space. And I think that it's one of those where we all are probably, especially right now, saying, I don't have time I to do that, or it would just be one more thing if I do that. And it can, kind of might think like it brings us stress. But I I do think it's one of those weird things that like when you give, like you get back so much more. And I think that if you just kind of let yourself let yourself go, like just kind of trust the process, you're going to come back. And again, just like my wife says, go do that thing that you do because it makes you better in the long run. So there is time away there. You know, it's not about, you know, there is time away there. Those papers have to get graded, you know, you know, at some point. But you'll come back to it with a much better um, uh, sense. I think if you do that, it's an investment. So much good stuff here. Guys, we'll be right back with our good news story and some holidays that we're going to celebrate as we wrap up this conversation. Stick with us. (music) 
All right, friends, we are wrapping up our discussion here and there has been so much. So if you're just tuning in a few minutes into our discussion, we've been live for 39 minutes. Uh, please head back at, at some point when we're done to make sure you continue to soak up this conversation and engage with us throughout this dialogue. I know, Neil, there are so many different things to touch on, but in this segment specifically, we love to take moments to celebrate. There's so many good things happening in the world. And we don't have this segment as, as an option of toxic positivity. We're not saying that everything's perfect in the world, but truly as a moment to say, yes, we all are going to be walking through so many different things throughout our day. And if there is a conversation starter or a celebration or a moment to get to know somebody else in our community because they're celebrating a holiday we don't know anything about, this is such an opportunity to continue to foster that education, foster those discussions, and be able to foster those relationships. So holidays are something special. I know off air, we were talking about the fact that today is November 11th, which is Veterans Day here in the U.S. Um, are your schools doing some some fun ceremonies for that? Absolutely. Yeah. So so I, I get the privilege of, of kind of asking our principals to, you know, give me three, four bullets of, of you know, what, what you're doing in your buildings. And they get to send to me, you know, lessons that are happening in the classrooms. They're sending me, well, we're having veterans come in to talk to our students. Um, and I, I love the respect that that's given when, when they come in and just the introduction. And, you know, I, we, we talk about kids these days sort of thing, but I, I, I know that our, our students dress up, our students, you know, make sure that, that, you know, they're giving them, you know, that, that uh, focused attention and, and respect and honor. Um, and then we've got students that are writing letters um, to, to, uh, military, just it, it's just a, it's a it's a wide gamut of things. There's not a one one thing, um, but it's just these lots of culminating things that kind of help connect our kids and in, into our veterans. And I think it's it's really neat. Uh, super powerful, very important. It's also uh, Remembrance Day, which is essentially the the equivalent of Veterans Day for our Canadian family friends. Um, there are a lot of different things that are celebrating today all around. This, this moment of taking care of our veterans. So please make sure that you are doing something today, not necessarily away from the work that you do, but we've talked a lot today about infusion, infusing, infusing concepts and characteristics and celebrations into the work that we do day in, day out. This is a really powerful day to make sure that you are making an intentional moment to allow your students to be a part of the celebration today. Additionally, we have a good news story, Neil. I thought this was kind of funny and maybe something that you'd like to speak to. I've seen news articles like this before, but I've never been able to share one on Daily Drop-In. And for sure, I really haven't had good discussion around this. So I wanted to bring this to our family. This is a TikTok video and definitely something that you guys all here can go watch or something that you might even want to bring into your classroom, depending on the age of students that you work with. This could foster so many good elements of a conversation. The, the headline says, Teacher shares brilliant Band-Aid lesson to teach kids about fairness, and it goes viral. So for those of you who may be familiar with this concept, uh, just to summarize it, there was a third grade teacher recently went viral on social media who's talking about this concept of fairness, and they're using a Band-Aid to be able to do this. I've seen this kind of done in a few different ways of like opening presents a certain way, you know, some things like that, but it's this concept of giving a student um, the opportunity, all students in the classroom to say, okay, choose an injury on your body. And some students choose a elbow, a shoulder, a knee, a foot, uh, you know, maybe their mouth. And then the teacher goes around and only puts a bandaid on the elbow. And then there's this discussion around, well, well it's fair. Everybody has obviously the same opportunity uh, to have a bandaid, but not every student what got the bandaid where they needed it. And so it was this really, really fun little video. I know a lot of you have probably seen versions of this. There are a lot of different pieces I liked about this story and this reminder, though, Neil, um, one of which, of course, is this concept of discussing fairness with students. Do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, so it's it's interesting, again, at the secondary level, um, you know, it, I was with a group of high school kids last year. And the high school kids, it was kind of a focus group and the high school kids, and it was a couple board school board members and a couple district administrators. And the, the students basically kind of said, we want to be able to, again, these are, these are high school students, but we want to talk about the world events that are happening. And we don't want to have to wait until social studies class, which might be the end of the day to have it. Like, you know, yeah. you, you, you tend to think that. 
And remember, I was a previous um, high school math teacher. So I was trying to explain like to this group of students that hardly know me, you know, because I'm not necessarily connecting with students on a daily basis. But I said, you know, as if I in my third year of high school math teaching, it would have freaked me out if you would have said, can we talk about such and such? And I love the students pushed back on me and they said, I don't, we're not sure if we really know you, but we think that we'd want to have a conversation and allow and, and, and want you to facilitate that conversation. So great compliment. And, and they said, so you need to figure out how to, how to do this. And you need to figure out how to have your, all of your teachers, not just your social studies teachers, be in a place that helps to foster this idea of, you know, collegial dialogue. Like how do you set, establish a classroom um, for us to be able to have conversations when we want to have them? talk about things like fairness or how the world works and how, how things happen. Um, and, and, and not wait till, like I said, senior year government class or senior year, this sort of thing. Um, not wait till the end of the day. Um, and not that we need you to, to, you know, di uh, dictate the conversation. How do you just facilitate the conversation for us to be able to kind of wrestle through that and make sure that we're doing it with kindness and I'm coming back going fairness with each other that we're able to kind of investigate and share ideas, but do it in a way that's whole. And, you know, that takes a lot of work, you know, for us to do that, because like I said, it didn't happen in, in any of my methods classes, you know, through college, but I think, are we in a place where we have to start looking into those things so that we're able to provide that for our students? Absolutely. I think that our elementary teachers know how to do that real well. And I know that, you know, based on the topic and things like that, but they kind of know that's what they signed up for and, and they're able to scaffold and, and kind of work with that. I think our middle schools do a good job. I think some of our high school needs to know that and some of our middle school know how to do that, but we've got to help lift that for everybody because there's a lot of things that are happening. Our kids are being subjected to uh, from the news and world events and things like that. And we've got to help support, support them in being able to kind of understand that. Well, what I like about this article specifically is this is a TikTok video. And what I like about that is you could bring this video into an elementary classroom, which is where it was essentially modeled, and do the same activity with students. But because it's on social media, I also feel quite confident you can bring it into a high school classroom and say, what, what happened here? What? Like you can use this really through the whole gamut and allows a lot of good different conversation to be having. Depending on the grade level, it really is different conversation, but good conversation at any grade level. The other thing, Neil, that I loved about this article was... And I know this is silly because I think this sounds easy, but a teacher did something in the classroom and then told other people that they did it. And I am such an advocate of teachers being able to share that they are doing things in their classroom and sharing that not only with other teachers, but with everyone humanly possible. I was recently just interviewed and featured in an article for HMH, which focused on the concept of teachers deserving respect. They were, you know, talking about teachers deserve it and kind of getting some feedback around if teachers feel respected. And one of the things that we really focused on in this article was the concept of people can't, or people struggle. It's not that they can't. People struggle to respect things that they don't know, things that they're unaware of, things that they don't know that they should be respecting. And so when we have teachers that share their voice, that share what's going on in their classrooms, that share the creativity, you really are fostering not only wonderful things in the classroom, but really good awareness for people who are outside of our field to be able to see the magic that teachers are bringing in their classroom every single day, which is just such a blessing. So something to think about. Well, I, I think that to go along with that, it, I think it like our, te our teachers, just the profession, I think for the most part, we're humble. Like, and we, and sometimes to your point, like we assume that like, activity that I do, everybody does an activity like that. And so there's nothing special about that. Um, and then, so we don't take the extra step to, to, you know, communicate and share that. And, and so that others can, can say, gosh, that's something I can do in my classroom exactly to your point. And so we've got one of our high school assistant principals a while ago said like, can we do our after school staff meetings? Can we start like tapping teachers on the shoulder to say, we observed you or heard that you did this. Can you teach you the whole you know, do some staff meeting breakout sessions to do that. So many presentations um, were, and teachers were like, no, I can't in front of my peers, like share this thing. Like, why would I do that? Because everybody does that. And they've been doing it for three years now. And it like, it has not saturated. They're still coming up with new sessions and it's all because of what teachers get to see. So we had a district wide professional development day last week and our afternoon we had, um, 
we had, I think, 60 different sessions, 90 teachers. So they were co-teaching, you know, sort of they were co-presenting. And that, I think, was a cool accelerator. Like, yep, there's a time when you want to bring an outside expert to come in and, and, and do some district-wide or building professional development. But we've got experts in our own district, too. And, and how do you tap them on the shoulder to, to um, remind each other that, that it's something that, that they're doing is phenomenal? It helps to affirm them. And maybe they might say, look, I, I might want to apply for the Teach Better conference because of that. See, full circle here. I love it, Neil. So spot on. You know, before we end our show today, I'd love to make sure, Neil, that people can connect with you. Obviously, if they're watching us live or catching this after the fact on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, your Twitter handle has been up on the screen since the beginning. But I also want to make sure if they're popping in to listen to the show over at Teach Better Talk podcast, that they get your information as well. So would you mind sharing how people can stay connected? Sure. The, the best way is to, to follow me on Twitter, which is at Dr. Neil Gupta. So at D-R-N-E-I-L-G-U-P-T-A. And then I've got a, a website that's uh, uh, www.farthertogether.org. So Farther Together has, has been kind of a, a passion uh, purpose for me. Mm, I love that slogan. I know. So you you have used it. I've heard other people use it. We absolutely can't go farther together. Neil, thank you so much for joining us on Daily Drop-In. It's always so much fun to be able to talk shop with you. So many incredible things to, to share. And I know you're constantly connecting with new educators. So please go follow Neil. If you're struggling to connect with him at all, please, um, obviously you can Google him. But trust me, if you, call, if you contact any of us, we'll help you. He's also part of the Teach Better Team Speakers Network over at teachbetter.com. So feel free to do that. This is my last reminder to go apply for that free ticket, that free registration ticket for Teach Better 2022 over at teachbetter.com slash daily drop-in. We'll make sure to announce the winner tomorrow. So please feel free to join us live with the one and only Brad Hughes. And for everybody else, we hope you enjoy your last few sips of coffee as you head into the best Thursday that you're going to have. Trust me, this is the coolest Thursday of 2021 and we cannot wait to hear how it goes. So let us know if you need anything in the meantime. Otherwise, we will see you tomorrow. All right. Bye, friends. See you later. So right now, I want to know if you're ready to teach better. That's the whole mission of this weekend. Just being here ready to learn and grow and come together like this. This is awesome. 